Web3 Nomads. Everywhere jobs for anywhere people. Okay, we're back. Good morning, good, good morning. afternoon, good local time. Hello, hello. So the bull market's back, right? 100%. 100k. Nothing else. There's nothing. No, did you, did you not see the charts that I posted? It's definitely going to 350k by the end of November. <laughs> Didn't you see that? <laughs> Let go. So, yeah, I it's, think we're going to just, we're just going to focus on markets, wider markets, where the next uh, capital rotation and flow go. Because I think that's quite a good one. Um, and bring up some charts there as well in the meantime. It really does seem like, you know, obviously we spoke about it at the end of last week. You know, this the strength that we've seen, wow. we haven't seen in, in like what, over a year now. And, and you know, when, when Bitcoin does this kind of thing, it's easy to kind of get into this PTSD mode and think, okay, well, you know, it's just a question of when, you know, when is it going to go back down again? But we've just seen such incredible strength. Um, you know, Cairo actually posted yesterday, you know, I mean, obviously Cairo is like the eternal bull. I love that guy. He's always positive. And he, he just basically stated fact and said that, you know, we, we've been in this whole PTSD mode where it's all about, you know, not going to sleep with a position and selling out and, you know, living on edge. And he says that's coming, that seems to be coming to an end now where you can actually hold something uh, without waking up you know, with this impending disaster and doom. And, and it's such a change, such a shift, you know, um, irrespective of whether, you know, we, we might believe that this is a bear market rally and, you know, it's just a matter of time before it hits 24,320 and then goes straight back down to 15K. You know, that's obviously what everyone's expecting, but we know that that could probably not happen. You know, what whatever we expect, the opposite happens. So let's see. It's, it's looking good. I mean looking very good look how perfect that was the like these were these were drawn mm. months and months and months look how perfect that sat it's it blows my mind like that. Have a look at that just reclaim flip flip kind of regular resistance diagonal as well it's it's incredible how this stuff works but it also kind of what caroline was saying before were we use traditional TA methods to kind of find out where the regular percentage of people would put their stop losses and where their targets are and things like that, which is obvious, but, um, you know, what else? Should we have a quick look at Vitalik coin before we move on to some more exciting, even though Ethereum is quite exciting at the minute. Looks great. Again, it's at 1,724k mark, isn't it? That's what it is. That's all anyone's looking at, I think. Um, I think we'll test it. Um, that might be I a think, good time to take I think a little something, off. Just something that I've picked up, like particularly over the last couple of weeks, with the guys who are really trading these moves well. I mean, there's a couple of guys out there that are absolutely killing it. Um, is that they've just been super patient, you know, like they identify, you know something that that has you know relevance and then they just 
they put their money in and they just sit and patiently wait. Um, and even the guys that are scalping and, and doing that kind of stuff, it's just at the moment, it's almost like we're back to, you know, take your dart out and throw it at the board and you're just a matter of time before you hit, you know, and I think, you know, obviously we're going to chat about where the potential moves are next. Um, but in many, in fairness, without wanting to lop too much around it, is I think you, you can't really miss right now. You know, if it's if it's been if it's if it's been relevant in the past and there's good community behind it, I think there's a good chance it's going to hit. Just like Aptos, I feel like Aptos is like the secret winner that everybody hates, but it's like three four x from the lows, which for like a, a top one hundred coin. It's actually pretty good. It's five x. It's mental, isn't it? Mm, it's mental. And uh, what's what's interesting? Axie had their unlock yesterday, but that's still pumping. I don't understand that. If someone could explain it to me, please, please do. It's the new meta. It's the new meta. Put it in the newsletter. Like the new meta is token unlocks becoming extremely bullish. You you saw like so Axie's pumped, Stargate's pumped, DYDX is pumped. There's a bunch of others as well. You got to I think, think the logic, but you got to think when you see a token unlock. Depending on what um, the type of people that are on your cap table and the team, like you can quite quite openly say to the team, "Look, this position's got too large. Um, do you know anyone who's interested buying OTC on the, ne on the next unlock or?" prior to the unlock or whatever, if the token, tokens are transferable. But it doesn't all just get sold on the market <laughs> as much as people would like to think that. And that's kind of a very short-sighted way. And what will happen there is unsophisticated market operators will say, oh, big unlock, let's put a big short on Axie. Funding rate will go mental. Um, and then all it takes is a some effective spot market buyers, drive the, drive the price up, trap a few um shorts in that and then you just kind of get this short squeeze so tends to what happened i doesn't necessarily say stay sustained but you know you've got to just think a couple of moves ahead you can't just have you can't just think of an idea and then think one step ahead you need to be three and four five steps down the road i think and you go on it trades like that particularly if they're all over twitter um because you're just fresh meat for people who are more experienced i think But um, Aptos just didn't miss it. Just missed it completely. Wasn't spending enough time on centralized exchanges to watch volumes and stuff. But um, been having fun on, on chain anyway. So OP had its run as well. People have probably forgotten about it. But watch, it's going to land up doing another run again. Mm. Um, same, same with Solana. Everyone wrote Solana off. Obviously, we didn't. We've we've had firsthand experience of. You know that community and what it's about and you know it's just i think this thing's gonna run again i really do yeah i wouldn't be surprised because they've got their airdrop coming soon and i think like all this like on-chain activity is probably like people sibling it just to try and show their their activity on there but i would see this being able to have like a monster run leading into the the next airdrop that's coming i mean just look mm. at that wick jesus christ <laughs> mate you'd have got wrecked on that yeah totally yeah yeah um, um 
I think they've just had some kind of network upgrade as well, which is pretty good. Um, still think Arbitrum have outplayed them with regards to the community building. Like Arbitrum's the, the cool place to be, isn't it? But it doesn't take long for people to switch their opinions. Everyone knows what yeah. that's like in this space. Like, um, much as I think Avalanche will come back very, very strong, it's like Avalanche was the cool destination last summer. Yeah. That's where everyone traded. That's where the activity was, primarily because of incentives, and it was making people an awful lot of money. So these things can flip. Um, you can't hold your biases too too tightly, I think, particularly in this space. I mean, the good um, thing about Arbitrum, it's like, it's like for the cool kids right now, eh? Yeah. That's a, that's a really strange and weird one to... There's no out-of-the-box solution to manifest and, and cultivate that type of way that you're perceived by the wider um, even even in the regular world if, if you had a product, is it a cool product like Monzo did really well in the UK um, everyone wanted to be seen to use Monzo, they had a bright orange card purpose purposely built it that way to be like oh what's that, but it cultivated this kind of weird kind of community and it happens in this space as well, but on steroids um but it's i think andrew and some of the guys there have definitely helped but i i felt like it was already having that kind of horror about it prior to the whole marketing push and things so really strange one um can't really put my finger on it if you could bottle it and sell it jesus christ you could make make billions but yeah i don't know so Rocket Pool, that's another one. That's just you know you've been going on about Rocket Pool for for weeks now. Um, you know it's just one of those. It's months. That's just absolutely months. I remember you like first spoke about it like before yeah. the the merge happened, like mm. way back when. Yeah, if you go back and listen to some um, of those just... old episodes, you'll you'll definitely hear us talking about it then. This was the Binance listing. Yeah, on the 18th. Have, have you seen the the chain checkers bringing up the... Did we include that in the newsletter? Or was it another newsletter I read? Basically, someone uh, um, yeah. purchased them prior to the announcement and then selling leaving off immediately after. Um, funds were onboarded through OKX, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I put it in our Discord, in like the, the Might Be Something channel. And like the guy bought, I think it was like 200K's worth, like 10 minutes before the Binance listing, 10 minutes later, dumped his bag and like made about 60K US on that one trade in 10 minutes. Damn. But someone's got a list though. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, there's that information definitely gets passed through hands um, before it goes live. But people have to be super careful with that shit. Um, the Coinbase guys got got done for it. I think they've been prosecuted. Uh, the OpenSea front-end developer got done for it. Um, I suppose Binance are a bit all over the place, aren't they? So there's no kind of regulatory scrutiny around that. Um, but yeah, Rockpool's been great. It's back up to... Like, when this candle happened, I looked at my portfolio and thought it was, like, lagging out. <laughs> thought, oh, shit, really? what's happening here? That's I thought it was just cool. like a weird one because it was a quite sizable uh, allocation. But um, now we're back up to those prices. So 
all is good. I think they're going to come on podcast as well. Um, we've got, apart from Lido, we've got all of the top ones coming on. So I need to, I might get Carbas to come on as well, just to have different opinions across the board and see what the different kind of USPs are for each. Um, Stakewise are literally recording with them in 30 minutes and then Stata are going to come on as well. Alpha. So that's SD, right? Stata's SD also done really well. I like oh, SD. I'm, ha- I'm happy with this one. <laughs> really you, also, this one. you also call this one. Um, this has got legs. This has definitely got legs, though. Not financial advice yeah. or anything, but um, yeah. take that off. Um, but yeah, let's. What's 15 million? I think if you go back two shows when we did the LSD show, I think it was like seven. Um, not since the fastest horse in the market, obviously, our pluses outperformed it, but certainly one of them. And as I say, 15 mil. And it's not just a. I mean, they've got, they've definitely got their Ethereum product coming out. So the staked Ethereum product. Um, but these guys have got any proof of stake chain. They've got liquid staking assets for that as well. So if you believe any of these other chains, and the narrative around blockchain, then it's it's also a good play. But pretty sure we'll cover them a little bit more in detail. But yeah, it's been performing really, really well. All dips just getting constantly eaten. So good volume coming in as well. Um, um, thoughts thoughts on Matic. I, I keep on seeing Matic come up um, on my feed on Twitter. And I just wanted to get your thoughts around Matic. Uh, I haven't really looked. That's I'm genu- genuinely asking because I'm curious. Haven't looked at it. I think the pump is pending. Okay, it really does look that, huh? Wow. Okay, I can see why people are getting excited. That was Matt Keith. So this is. I mean, I think it's just people are looking at. Yeah, yeah. It's like up what twenty five percent or something, and then people are probably looking at different ecosystems that did extremely well uh, that haven't moved or had the kind of day in the sun whilst everything else is moving around it but I don't think that's a bad player really I think there's a stronger one which we can come on to next which I have a whole idea around yes I do have a position so take that with a grain of salt whatever I will say but Mike's always a good one um, I don't know in, a, in an uptrend market like this if they were to announce some of their ridiculous BD partnership deals they do. I don't know how well that does. Um, I don't know how well that does in, in these markets now. Like back in the day, it used to be that shit had send a project like two and three X. Obviously, Mike's got a ridiculous market cap, but um, it feels like we've been a bit saturated by these BD deals at the minute. Um, I don't know how useful they actually are, to be honest. Um, quite divided on on that whole thing to be honest yeah i don't see the bd deals really pushing it i mean it, if you look at uh solana they had um or even avites had that big announcement. both of them had big announcements like uh amazon web services or just like amazon in general and people were like meh whatever next it's like if, so if amazon can't done. pump your bags yeah i know and i mean that i think I think Solana's just going to continue. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what. I mean, the, um... if, if we if we flip flip this like twenty six level, then 
Mate, that, that Malik chart is actually looking really strong. We're literally like teaching on the edge. Like if it breaks that 1.05 mark, looks like it will f absolutely fly back to 1.3. Yeah. 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 Um, Got to be careful to be outperforming ETH in these markets as well, I think. Um, people spend a lot of time and attention trying to play the rotation game and I've definitely been victim of this many a time but save stress you could just be holding ETH a lot of the time and still be winning but um, I think Sol's got I think Sol's still got legs still drastically undervalued if there's if there's capital still flowing into the markets then there's no reason that doesn't push higher as well Stablecoin chart please can you bring that up I think that's quite relevant in terms of what's Whoa, been can I show you an, an old um, stablecoin <laughs> USDT Dominance chart that I had from ages ago. Yes, bring, it, bring it, bring it, bring it up your end. Present, window, Bosch. So, truth be told, I've not really done any trading for 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 a long time. So, it's been quite nice to go to like some of the uh, the old charts. I tell you what, I'm really pissed off mm. that I did fumble my uh, phantom bag because that just mooned. But <laughs> I drew this and I put this in um, Discord a while ago. So I marked off a couple of like key areas in the chart. So you had this candle here and then we had this one here. And then obviously we've got these ones here. So essentially when it's like a big bright green or blue, that's a lot of like market makers pushing, pushing the volume up. And what's interesting with like the USDT dominance chart is uh, basically like when it goes up, that means people are dumping their bags. And then when chart comes down, that means people are just, you know, aping in, massively so you can see we re we've recovered all of these areas on the chart and this is the final one for now that we're looking at recovering so from a chart and point of view i'd expect the usdt dominance chart to come down to like 6.38 as a, as a final test but if we can break here and we can literally just fall off a cliff then you've got <laughs> stuff here down at like four percent and like this area here is just like straight up altcoin season freaking send it to the moon baby like we want these bcs and just pushing it down pushing it down man you want that you guys, that ema cross you, to happen quite soon as well yeah do you guys have any yeah. perspective around like in terms of past bear market rallies how this is comparing to those in terms of rotation first of all and in terms of that USDT dominance, I mean, obviously the two will be very much tied, but I get the feeling that that there's there's almost like there's more of a rotation game going on in this bear market rally and over a more extended period of time as opposed to what we've had in the past. I'm just wondering whether you guys have perspective around that. When was the last bear market rally? What month was that? The match going into the match. Going into so that was the like match. The last. The last decent one where I, I nearly got everything back from the, from the bull market and then completely fucked the job because it, uh, it kind of caught me off side how quickly the narrative died, even though it was the biggest thing to happen in this space. <laughs> but, um, you know, let's tell the tale, I suppose. I mean, I think, you know, let's go say, if you look at the dominant USDT dominance chart, um, let me just bring it back up. Boom, boom here so i think it was like june july august that we had that bear market rally last year 
And if you can see, this is like a lot slower and a lot longer mm. here, where people were very slowly like deploying stables, whoop, took profit, deploy stables, whoop, took profit, deploy, whoop, all the way down. Here, it literally is. And you see this on the charts as well. Come, um, let's just zoom in a little bit. Come literally like New Year's Day, people are like, whoop, deploy, deploy, deploy. You know, Grant, um, you had your boredom sentiment somewhere, somewhere I think here, like <laughs> seven, eight, yeah. The ultimate indicator. The, look, dude, that candle there on January the fourth, that was you. That was you deploying. <laughs> and then look, everybody listened to you who got bored, and we've just come down in a lot more of a violent move. And what we do know from violent moves is they violently move one way, and then they violently move uh, the other way. So the way my brain would be working now is let's get the old rectangle. By the way, I could be completely wrong and I could be talking absolute nonsense, but we've got kind of like these these candles and like, like this zone that at some stage I'd expect us to go boom, recover, boom, maybe like that. Mm. So yeah, some. it's an boom, interesting one. Boom, boom. I mean, you've got you've got the bears who are very much okay. Salt. It's 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 run Salty its bear. it's run its course now. It's run its course. It's run its course. Twenty three thousand one hundred. We're going back to twenty grand, and then it's going to go to twenty three and a half. And I think the big test from your chart, Grant, was what was it? Twenty three two. Just bring up your chart quickly again. You've got a line in there. Twenty four three. Is it? Two six. So it's the same as that 20,000, 20, 20 and a half thousand where everyone was like, your major resistance, and it just went through it like, like, in, like insanely fast. Everyone just talked for yeah. I don't know why they do that. Um, where the hell is it gone? Oh, there it is. Yeah, so I'll bring this up now. And I've got a really interesting chart on the SPX as well. I'll show you guys afterwards. Yeah, like 24.3-ish. 24.3, yeah. Well, you'd probably say from 24 to 24.3. Um... That's the one. And then there was obviously the 20 and a half, which just went straight through. Um, and I think... This 24.3 is the one I think that's going to really determine whether we go to 30. Where, where's the next one? Have you put it in? This is interesting. Yeah, the dominance chart's been, I mean, it's, it's Bitcoin's been dominating big time. Eh? Yeah. And it just catches people outside. A lot of people are worried about. Um, following the merge kind of security issues or kind of regular issues around Ethereum, but um, I think it's better than nothing burger to be honest, but um, yeah. Particularly when everyone was calling for the, <laughs> the flipping into half and I think it will happen one day. Dan, have you got that S&P chart? I'm, I'm interested to see that as well. Yeah. So this, um, I added this into the newsletter, like on the, I think it was like the first one of the year. Because I wanted to see like kind of what happened. So this is the so the S and P, the SPX. So back in 2020, we obviously had like this monster run up, 
And then come 2022, I wanted to find out kind of like what actually happened at the start of the year because last year was just, it was shite. It was just down the whole time. Like there was literally fucking no up at all. Now we had like uh, a big drop uh, in January last year, which was just just shy of 12 and a half percent. So I put on here to get to our one of our first major areas of resistance, we would need just like an 8% move. Now, what if we inverse the start of this year where, you know, we dumped last year, which is normally what should happen, but if we pump this year, getting back. And in theory, if we just zoom in a little bit more, we are kind of like on our way to make uh, a massive like 8% gain on, on the S&P. I personally, like, again, could be completely wrong. I think we're going to get to this 4,100 and test it for a third time because that we tested it here, kind of like failed as a failed Christmas rally, tried it again, failed Christmas rally. I think by the end of this month, which will take us up to, to here on this box, I think we're going to see a test here. So maybe come up, back down to the, the downward sloping and then just make that next leg up. And if we can... You're wanting to be looking at kind of like this uh, red vector candle here where the market makers boom, pushed, pushed it down to then coming up to this like 42, maybe 4,300. So I think, and like I said this, you know, in, in Discord a few times and had a few conversations with, with Ishi about it, who's like a perma bear. I was like, look, you know, I think we're going to get this rally up to here. It's a 4,100. And it's looking yeah. strong so far. I mean, yesterday was interesting because we've seen we've seen. So this comes back to, you know, what I've been been vocal about for a while is this the strength in what Bitcoin has displayed over the last three four weeks. In that, the big concern yesterday was that resistance point on that on that slope, right? So. It actually, when the, when trading started yesterday, I mean, I was watching it, um, and it essentially looked like it was going to ricochet back down again. I was like, ah, uh, maybe it doesn't have the strength. And then it actually, like, on the, I think it was on the thirty minute chart, it was kind of like chilling, and then it just freaking punched straight through, and then it didn't look back. And it really does look like, I mean, we had a little bit of a retrace yesterday. If I look at the daily candle at the moment on my right hand screen here, but there's intention for it to keep on moving. And it'll be really interesting to see whether it does break that 4,100. And I think if it does, it's going to do exactly what you're saying. And I think that's where, that's what someone posted. I don't know who it was. Like the entire financial market from crypto to Todd Fire is looking at one sloping line on a chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most important, the most important part of that move is um, definitely on the retest that we can hold. I support. So you had a it's good for us. Yeah. Grant, you had a little bit of a concern before we started um, stream and there was we're seeing a lot of activity in the Metis ecosystem. You were a little bit concerned. Well, I hope this isn't a bit of a top. I don't think so. I think there's there's a whole lot of unrealized value in that ecosystem, despite the issues that it's had. Um, there's some great projects there. I mean, you got Hamas, you got Hermes, you got Mayadar, the Mayadar guys, I mean, we're working with them on, on content and the rest of it. And they're just, they're just, they're legends, dude. I mean, they are, for me, like, they are exemplary so, so DeFi. Cool. They're the DeFi kings. I mean, in terms of how DeFi should be done, 
they just do it properly, man. Everything goes to proposal. Everything goes to community. I mean, they don't scratch their heads without consulting their community. It's really something <laughs> incredible to see. You know, like if you want to see how to do DeFi in its purest form, just go and see what these Anons are doing, the frogs. I mean, they are real frogs. Um, but I think there's serious value in that ecosystem. I mean, in that pro in that project, they're moving to Arbitrum now as well. I just can't speak highly enough about them. Eh? These guys are on it, and I, it's, I just hope they they completely shoot the lights out. They deserve it. Um, great, great project that. So yeah, I'm looking at them. I mean, they've they've seen tremendous tremendous growth over the last two days. Um, you know, they've kind of like been flatlining for months, you know, like like just sitting on one line. And it's so nice to see, you know, all that consolidation starting to come to fruition now. Um, and I think them going to Arbitrum is going to do massive for their project. And, you know, 61%. And Metis as well, you know, even though there's there's been issues with that ecosystem, I think that's also $25 or whatever it is. It's also seen quite a big, quite a big, um, growth, 104%. You can't fade Vitalik's mum, eh? I don't know. I've got some theories around that, but I'm not going to discuss them now, but we'll definitely come back to that. Um, hmm. I think I think Metis has been too cautious in terms of how they've approached participants that want to enter the ecosystem from their from their grants program, um, and I know that Vitalik's mom has been kind of like the head honcho on that, um, and I think they would have done better to be more relaxed and more more kind of like giving for projects wanting to come into the ecosystem. But when you got bear markets, it's you can't blame people for for being overly cautious. Eh? I mean, it's so difficult to make the right decisions in a bear market, so you can't fade them on that as well. So exactly. there's definitely two sides to that coin. Yeah, they've got a fat treasury though. I think they should have been helping out with community incentives and grants a lot more than they have because there's some great builders over there, and I just don't think that it's as uh, attractive place to go and build at the minute as it should be because you want composability for these new kind of applications that are getting built and you want composability where you're going to go you're going to go Abdram at the minute hence the Hermes and the Maya guys going over there um, check the Maya chart I totally agree, totally agree with you Grant it, it is about that it's kind of like you've got to put rocket fuel in the engine and it just hasn't been it hasn't been there i mean that's also looking great isn't it jeez God. jesus christ <laughs> no, this, this... the meters the meters charts the same dude if you look at <laughs> oh my god dude yeah, dude better looking shit coins that got rugged than that <laughs> What is that? It's because it was it started as an own fork, so like hyper yeah. But they sorted that out. This is what's so cool about these guys is that they this thing started out as an own fork and they've completely reinvented it and now they're continuing to do it. I mean, we've done some articles on what they've they've done. It's they this is a great story, and um yeah, these guys, like I said, I just can't wait to see them completely 
completely make a success of this. I mean, from a from a development point of view, they already have. It's just a matter of whether everyone else out there recognizes it and gets gets stuck in. There's good yields here. This this is a great project. They just need to be in the right environment, which is what they're doing. They've they've seen it and they're going now. So they're going to the right place, and I think they're going to be doing some really good numbers into the future. As, as far as I know, there's no solidly fork no. on Arbitrum. And isn't. even if there was, what tends to happen with forks is you start out a few minor applications that no one can really tell the difference of, but V2 Hermes is on its way. And it's, if you haven't read it yet, go and read the article on, on blockmates.com because it's those guys know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> Um, um, just thoughts. One, one chart could you bring up. Could you bring up like the 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 OHM chart, the GOHM? Because I've been seeing a little bit more chatter around them on on Twitter recently. So it'd be interesting just to see what's what that your chart looks. Nah, still shit. <laughs> yeah. Cursed. It's never going to choke its connotation. I don't think. No, no I don't think because so either. They've, they've linked up with Aurora. So they're going to be buying like a million dollars worth of Aurora over the next six months. You've obviously got like their good friends with um, Bear, Bear Chain, which clearly isn't real because it's still not launched. So biggest scam in the world. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if, if, if somebody somewhere can make OHM great again. But it, it's, it's interesting. I'm not going to hold a breath on that one. They've got a fat treasury though. Like it's it's actually ridiculous the size of the treasury. But um I don't know. I think Aura's Aura's under undervalued dramatic, uh, dramatically. Um forty three million hundred and twenty two FTV. But um I could be interested in this post post Shanghai, I think, as incentive rewards boost up and Balancer starts um, pushing incentives towards all the pools, and then Aura obviously acts as a yield aggregator on top of that. So this could be a really good one if you've got the if you've got the patience to wait out or just solely DCA post Shanghai. I think I think Aura will do really well. I told you guys, you want to make money in this market. Be patient, like really, really be patient. It's just I've seen it with so many guys. It's just like. They get, they have conviction. They make the call. Nothing happens for like a month, and then next thing they're fucking five x. It's like, how did that happen? I'll just be patient. <laughs> but then there's us. We got patience of a freaking prune. Well, it comes down to what Grant said last year. He said, "Well, I can either throw money at this market and and hope that I get it right, or I can focus that attention on building a business." Guess which one we chose. Yeah, through shit or when think, it's apparently like pumping. Yeah, X Men also on my picks as well. I like what this has done. You've called this one as well. Uh, it's doing tremendous, isn't it? Yeah. Just watching, just watching the order flows come in. Um, I think with with so many, so much focus on like the staking derivatives at the minute, it just seemed a bit of an obscure. Order flow to be going into a NFT five product. So um, ideally, the lock drop gets announced pretty soon. 
Um, and then we start seeing the pseudo token on the market and seeing how well that does. But I won't hold my breath. These guys are notoriously um, thorough with everything they do. Sometimes can be connotated as slow, but they need to get it right because they've got a great product. Um, so I think this can do well. I don't know. I don't know how I'll play this one. Probably sell half into the lock drop and then lock half. We'll see. Yeah, and if you are in, by the way, if you are in the Discord, I found a very good wallet. Um, like this guy uh, bought Xmon literally at the lows between like ten and eleven k. He also like bought uh, Stargate right before it popped. So if you are in our Discord, we have been, you know, sharing smart, smart wallets and smart plays as well. We should do a. There's plenty on the market, but some of them are. Complete dog shit. You should do a smart wallet standard operating procedure and give it away to, to maybe five we do people. no maybe maybe we do it as a bit of give and take. Maybe we do someone refers our newsletter to someone and they, that person signs up, they can have that document, a PDF. Yeah, I'm keen. This is this is really annoying because I fumbled my phantom bag. Really pissed off about that. I'm not. I'm happy. <laughs> so I think I think Phantom is going to do big moves. I think it's Phantom's going to continue going doing back this. Greatness again. Mm. Yeah. They've got the conference this week. Andre's talking about scaling. He's talking about gaming infrastructure. Um, also, what I noted as well, it's quite interesting if we do some public maths. Um, Right, what what circulant supply are we at now? Two point five billion. Um, I was looking at the issuance since like all time high. <laughs> so wow. I think we I've I think we've only had like ten percent inflation or fifteen percent inflation, whereas mm. a lot of the projects about twenty thirty. Um, yeah. and, and what I was saying, I can't remember who posted about Stargate this week, but effectively, um, Stargate obviously has had a really good, really good move this week, sat around $65. But Stargate at its market cap all time high, there was like um, 35 million tokens or whatever there was. So what we are now, circulating supply is 135. So it's market cap all time high of like $4.20, I believe. Got a fly around me. So there were, when it hits 414, there were only 35 million Stargate tokens on the market. There's now 135. So at that, trying to work out if 4.2 times more tokens are on the market, the price back to markup on is going to be, yeah. So that's why it was a good, don't get me wrong, it's a great swing. Mm. But to get back to to perceptual levels of $4, market cap's going to have to be like 600 million. The thing is, the thing is, Grant, surely Aptos is a really good indicator as to how rationality and logic just means absolutely nothing. I mean, what value does Aptos actually really bring? Let's let's actually dissect this thinking now because 
Do you know of any good projects on Aptos? I mean, it's kind of like Carbongo, the same thing. Like, are there really any projects out there that we've ever spoken about or that we recognize as being relevant in the space, like yield aggregation, regardless, like just in its simplest form of what DeFi or crypto does? I don't know of any projects on Carbongo, yet it's valued at what? Like a gazillion dollars. Like, how is that it's even It's valued at peanuts. Look at the token. Token is only down. But what is the market cap on that thing? I think it's still like what uh, Aptos was like two billion. No, 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 Carbongo, dude. Look, just go to Cardano. What is the what is the market cap on Cardano at the moment? Yeah, Pancake Swaps on Aptos. Pancake Swaps part of an ecosystem or a, 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 a chain that's relevant in terms of usage and there's freaking millions of people that use that thing. I'm, I'm talking about rationality around value like what is the rationality around aptos's value right now mate this is mate this is crypto there is no rationality fundamentals don't mean a lot even in like tradfi markets fundamentals still don't mean too much what is the value of Cobongo at the moment grant like 30 billion or something stupid like that yeah we'll, we'll finish on the bombshell of uh, of Carbongo. Just because we are such big fans. Wow, up two percent, Moonin. Send it. Thirteen. So it's four, 13. Billion. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay, so can somebody please explain to me why it's valued at that versus you know something like Stargate that actually has a use? <laughs> because Charles cult. Hopkins cult. and his cult leadership. And it's the Carbongo and the Carbongo DGens who have been holding since three and a half bucks. Can you also yeah. explain to me what projects are happening on Aptos at the moment so that we can make? Uh, I think they're having like on. an NFT season on there. I think that's why that's pumping. Plus, like the the chart just looks strong. So as we're in a PVP rotation game, regardless of what actual you know network or project it is. Like it's gonna pump if if it looks like it's breaking out, people are gonna buy it. They don't care about projects or fundamentally fundamentals, right? Mm. Yeah. Look, um, I think we'll wrap up there. I've got an, I've got the stakewise guys coming on now. I don't want to be late for that. So, um, yeah, we'll be back Friday. Um, newsletter is below. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Um, just shifted over to Beehive as our newsletter provider. Go and have a look at what that looks like. And if you are, if you do have your own newsletter as well, I'd, I'd consider checking them out. It's It's been a complete joy to use. Um, the migration was simple. Dan loves it. So everyone's happy. But yeah, thanks again. And we'll be back Friday for some more shenanigans. NFT perp interview coming up as well. Be sure to check that out. Brilliant stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take it easy. Bye.